On this week's episode, you won't hear Booker T say... Yeah, so that was Sadie's big present to, to me this Christmas. She looked it up online, she did a bunch of investigating and she found out that actually, you know, she couldn't get a ticket for less than £400. Whoa, Nelly! That's right, you've joined us for another episode of Gone with the Rewind, the world's most favourite podcast that looks back at movies that two old people haven't seen for a while and we test their uh, memories to see if they are still um, good or if they are slipping into um, early dementia. Uh, I am joined by my fellow um, oldie, Booker T, how are you? Yes, I don't mind being called an oldie. Um, when the weather gets cold and the bones start to creak, I do feel like a little bit of an oldie. Welcome, yeah. peeps, to what is probably the greatest podcast party on the planet. If you haven't been listening already, why not? And get yourselves listening. Shame on you. Um, yeah, we're having a good time. Uh, we are going to be talking primarily about the movie Elf this week but we've got some business to take care of first of all uh busy week for you uh, i know you're planning to jet set over to the uk the world's best island um what what how's the preparation for that going well preparations for that obviously um we paid i paid a lot of attention to your commander-in-chief the venerable <laughs> uh to be obeyed to be admired boris johnson i mean or for you yeah. you know there's lots of things I can say about Boris Johnson, but he is one of the few men that makes me glad I don't have any hair. You know, I just yeah. feel like it's such a waste. You've got hair. Do something with it. Don't just leave it like that. Um, so yeah. I've been watching his news broadcast to see what's going on. And so far, touch wood, wheels up on Saturday, landing Sunday morning, what the Americans call the red eye. So right. flying overnight. Landing in Manchester at six forty-five on Sunday morning, and yeah. then we're going to get. No, I've paid no real attention generally to what he's saying, but especially not to international travel. So, is there a chance then that something happens between now and Saturday that stops you from coming? Highly unlikely, because he hasn't right. scheduled another briefing. Um, okay. His most recent briefing didn't really change anything other than right. any plans we had for going to museums and things like that while we're in okay. the UK because it's a mass mandate. Nothing we're not used to here in New York. You know, we've got a rise of cases too. Yep. Um, and the only thing that really impacted us a tiny bit is when I came in the summer, you had to get a test on day two of your visit. You didn't need to isolate. You just needed to get a test on day two. The day you land is day zero. So... Chief, right. you can pick the bones out of that. To me, that's day three, but never mind. Okay. Um, and so I guess you're more at risk for not being able to get back to the USA. Correct. Especially with the rise in your Omicron uh, cases that is going on. But, you know, I've been vaccinated. Um, I was due to get my booster this week. But interestingly enough, and this has caused a little bit of controversy in the Booker Ball household. For those of you who don't know, my wife kept her maiden name. So she is Sadie Ball. Um we did a lot of research. We couldn't get our boosters until this week. And so we were worried that if we got our boosters, would it then increase the likelihood of us testing a false positive? Because we have to get a test mm. 72 hours before we fly. So interesting. we're due to get tested on Thursday. Now, okay. all the information we found on the internet said, no, should be fine, no problem. So I went yesterday to get my booster and the pharmacist said if you're flying within the next five days do not get a booster because it may increase the opportunities for you to uh, test positive right and okay. so uh we didn't so we've had we've been vaccinated and uh so the, the day two testing what they've done with that is they've changed it that you can get it anytime from when you land up to day two so right, okay. sadie and i have scheduled to walk off the plane and straight into a testing centre right? Be because you have to quarantine until you get a negative test. So uh, Okay, yeah, so do it straight away, makes sense. So get it done straight away. We could be released onto the um, unsuspecting public by Monday yeah. morning. Very cool, very cool. Um, now, I have, I've just sent you some pictures. Uh, I have been into hospital for some minor surgery last week. So about was, it, seven... was it anything to do with Victor? <laughs> no. Uh, uh so uh, oh, Victor wow, Varicose, you're talking about there, but the varicose veins have come back, so they do need to get stripped out. Um, 
again. But anyway, the, about seven weeks ago, I had a spot come up on my lip. I thought it was a cold sore, um, and then it kind of went translucent and I and hard, and I picked it, and it bled like a stuck pig, and um, went to the doctors. They said, oh, yeah, we don't really know what that is, so come back in two weeks if it's still there. So I went back in two weeks, which was about two weeks ago now, and they said, oh, yeah, we haven't got a microscope big enough to look at this. Uh, you're going to need to go to the hospital, and uh, don't worry, it's only 95% non-cancerous. Uh, the doctor kind of chuckled as he said. Oh, great, that's fine. Um, so I went to the hospital. She, uh, the doc there, put it under a superpower microscope and basically said, yeah, this is a granuloma. Uh, this is a pliogenic, pliogenic granulomus. Basically, trauma to the lip and the hormones make the blood vessels, they go into overdrive and it just pumps blood into this area and it just keeps growing and growing and growing to a massive, almost, almost like a blood blister, but it's just a big massive blood vessels and you can see on the last one it went apps about sort of one and a half centimeters poking out of my lip yeah um, not very attractive that is obscene yeah mrs chief didn't want anything to do with me for that week and so they basically said we'll get you in for minor surgery um so in a week's time which was last wednesday uh, for a week's time from the doctor's appointment last wednesday i went into the doctors uh to the to the hospital sorry saw the doctor um, and he only had the first picture that i'd sent to the gp so I had my mask on. He said, let's have a look at it. Took the mask off and he went, whoa. And the nurse said, I've never seen one that big. True story. Um, and he said, right, yeah, we'll have that off. So he's put me in the chair. He goes, right, we're going to... I said, when you start scalping this off, it's going to absolutely... You better get some... You know, you better pretend you're like a hitman or get some tarpaulin down because there's going to be blood everywhere. And he goes, nah, we're going to inject you with adrenaline straight into that thing and that will completely halt the blood flow from the blood vessels will just shut down. Um, so he goes, it's going to be a slight prick. I'll do it on three. One, of course he did it on two. And that, I don't mind needles so much at all. You know, I've had many, plenty jabs, uh, the dentist and in vaccinations and stuff. But this one in the lip was an absolute killer. It was like, ah, oh, it felt like fire. I don't know if that was the adrenaline, but it felt like fire in my lip. Then he said, we're going to do another two. So he pumped another two injections into my lip. And then... Literally, just got a scalp. I was like, "Do you need to wait this? You know, wait a minute for this anaesthetic to kick in." He goes, "No, nah, you'll be all right." So he got the scalp on. He started cutting this thing off. So I couldn't really see what he was doing. I could only see the top of his hand moving the scalpel. So he cut the top off, and that was just cutting off the excess kind of congealed blood. And then the nurse handed him what I can only describe as the world's tiniest ice cream scooper. Um, and he got that, and he started jabbing that into the wound to try and ice cream scoop out whatever this growth was on my lip and he was pushing against my teeth because there was no foot there was no nothing hard to push against so pushing against my teeth and yanking and I couldn't feel it but it was just the sensation of it was just you know a bit unsettling anyway she and then he goes pot and she has a pot and he drops this thing and they've got to send it off to the lab for a biopsy but he's like now nah, you, you know it's nothing we've seen these before uh, nothing to worry about um but it has to get has to get analyzed then he says now we need to cauterize it so then he got his electric bloody um i don't know what it was but some electric tool that was zapping me and he goes this might hurt a little bit and he's put it on there and he's basically electrocuted my lip to cauterize the wound uh, I could smell burning flesh and the heat and I yelped and he goes, ah, give this man another shot of adrenaline anaesthetic. So she then the nurse injected me again. Uh, long story short, um, the Booker T style story. I came out of the hospital feeling fine uh, and now it's started to heal. The scab's just fallen off and um, everything back to normal. Well, there you go. I have to say that um, the pictures you sent, that's one of the most disgusting things I think I've ever seen. Yep. I'll put that on, up on the social media. On somebody's face. That yeah. picture from Horrible. the side with it sticking out, looking like... Yeah. Uh, I wish I could remember what those uh, what those little sweets were called. A little tiny round biscuit with a swirl of cream on the top. Mm. Tiny thing about the size of a fine Oh, piece. ice gems. Ice gems. That's, you look yeah, like you've got you go. a piece of an ice gem sticking out your lip. Yeah, great. Luckily, uh, the, your supreme leader, the only good thing he did, he enforced, um, enforced the use of masks again wholesale... So I was able to actually wear a mask and, you know, cover it up because that was a good thing to do anyway. So, but that's all gone now. So um, hopefully Mrs. Chief will get back to um, liking Mr. Chief again. Well, uh, you know, I'll uh, I'll put this out there to all of our listeners. When we hit one million subscribers uh, <laughs> just after Christmas, I will tell the greatest A&E story 
involving yeah. myself and the chief that you have yeah. ever, ever heard. And now I'm going to trump that. I'm going to trump that by saying when we get a thousand, you can tell it. Okay. You think a million is, is uh, going to come too it, quick? I think the story's funny, but <laughs> we need a thousand to actually make it worthwhile. So I mean, I, I do. I have had some. I have had, and I have heard some great A and E stories over my time. Yeah. Um, but uh, the one that we were involved in at yeah. um, Frimley Green Hospital yeah. is yeah. up there with the greatest stories you'll ever hear. And I, I just wish that uh, at some point, you know, there'd been a public event like your wedding, where I'd have had the opportunity <laughs> to stand up in front of a room full of people <laughs> and tell that story. Well, I'm not going to give any spoilers away. I'm just going to say two words, urination on the doctor. That's three Correct. words. That's Correct. four I words, mean... but I'm not saying any more than that. And you've got a thousand subscribers and Booker T will fill you in all the blanks within that story. But listen, uh, I am hungry. It's early in the morning for you, so you probably need some food unless you've been for a workout. Let's talk about snacks. Snack time. Snack, snack, snack attacker. <laughs> Chief and Booker like Han Solo and Chewbacca. I'm travelling through hyperspace to get some snacks. Snack, 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 attacker. Sorry, that's an homage to a jingle I did on a previous show, uh, Talking Joe show, but I thought it was apt for this one. But um, yes, what have you got for me? So mine is a very, uh, very minor, I'd call it a minor snack. Um, I picked it up because when you and I were communicating about the podcast, I said, let's get festive snacks. You did, and, and I And actually, not, when but... I went to our local Walmart, their festive snack uh, department was quite bereft of anything that didn't contain peanuts and i'm not a fan of the peanut um right snack you know the hershey's and um the reese's pieces sorry and so what i picked up was i picked up everybody's heard i hope of a hershey's kiss yes yep hershey's kiss is a little kind of blob i'm speaking of, for everyone there yeah blob of chocolate yeah chief speaking for <laughs> everyone in the planet that i can um and so what i got was i got the Christmas Hershey's Hug. Okay. And um, the Hershey's Hug, I'm sending you a picture now. Still the yep. same uh, concept as the Kiss. Comes in a small wrapper. The only difference is that it's blended white cream with milk chocolate. Right, okay. And so I've sent you a picture of the outside. Here's yeah, a picture. It. Here's a picture of what we get on the inside you got your coffee you got your standard coffee as well uh yes and no on the coffee front of course nothing simple um no. this is a fantastic bag from brooklyn new york brooklyn bkg coffee roasters and what right. in particular i'm gonna send you is i'm gonna send you a picture of the tasting notes of that coffee oh, now this is interesting this is what i'm having and I'm going to dive into my Hershey's hug. Now, I'm not a fan of now, white chocolate. That looked interesting. I, I did like it's a small package and they did the stripes well on it, I thought. Mm. Yep. Delicious. I'm not a big fan of white chocolate. Um, obviously, I used to eat mil Milky Bars when I was a kid. But yep. uh, that is absolutely delicious combination of the two chocolates. And I don't like Hershey's right. chocolate. And my okay. coffee which has the tasting notes of chocolate and walnut is actually a 10 out of 10 coffee. It's absolutely fantastic. Wow. Okay. That's great. The uh, Hershey's hug. Yeah. I'll give that a uh, very solid festive seven out of 10. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, I have, I'm going to treat everyone. I'm not going to make you choose a drink. I'm going to go for the eggnog. Uh, everyone wanted me to drink this nonsense. Well, you did at least. It's a premium eggnog flavoured milk drink. Source of protein, homogenised UHT. It is been in the loft since we last spoke. Normally the loft is cold, but this is actually f fairly warm, this thing. So, ugh. Here's the thing, people. Not looking if you, to this. If, if you didn't, If you're just tuning in, Chief has just survived a cancer scare. <laughs> and he's going in with... What was the milk in it? Uh, it just says flavoured milk drink, homogenised UHT processed. Homogenised UHT. Chief's going in with a... And processed. Doesn't need to be refrigerated, by the way. No. No. What does that tell you? I'll tell you what it's got in it. I'm looking at the ingredients. Vanilla flavour, overproof rum. Oh. 
I mean, this is either going to cure everything I've got wrong with me or it's going to put me back in the A&E. Let's have a go. I'm not even sure how you overproof a rum. Oh, no, it means overproof? Now, Over... I've not That's had the... an eggnog mm. in many years, so I'm not really sure. Should it be... It shouldn't taste eggy, should it? It should taste nutmeggy and kind of creamy, I guess. Well, here's a uh, spoiler for you. I've never had an eggnog. Okay. What, I, I, I anticipate you're, what, disgusted by the thought of egg being in it, or...? Uh, just hasn't appealed to me, and it wasn't something uh, growing up at Christmas that we ever got on the table. I'll tell you what it tastes like. It's actually not too bad. It tastes like a very thin, nutmeggy custard. Oh. You make it sound so attractive. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing I've got is Bobby's Honey and Mustard Pretzel Crunch. Smashed. Now, this doesn't make sense. I'm going to send you a picture of this packet. Smashed up the taste. Yeah, can you see it? Smashed up the taste. Now, is that two separate sentences? Smashed. You... And they're saying up the taste, like up the gunners. Or Yeah, that does look what it's looked like. But where is Bobby from? Is that English? Bobby's. Got it from the convenience store. Uh, it's from Bromsgrove, yeah. Oh. In the England. Let's have a go on these. Oh, the whiff when I open that packet. Strong, moustard smell. Honey and mustard pretzel crunch. Mm. Yeah. Are they honey and mustard? Very honey, very mustard. This is one of those kind of products, pretzel pieces, where I've never found that different brands do anything different. This tastes like a baked pretzel. It tastes like it's got honey mustard flavouring on it, as do every, as does every single other honey mustard pretzel piece I've ever had. So. Uh, I am a fan of the honey mustard pretzel piece, though, so that's fine. So this is getting a seven and a half out of ten. Awesome. And I'm not going to open this now, but I've got a dime caramel latte limited edition for later. I'm very interested to uh, to hear more about the dime. Okay. Now this is spelt D-A-I-M, dame, but it's actually pronounced dime, isn't it? Now back when we were kids, it was actually D-I-M-E, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. Okay. There yes. Th- there have been some uh, there have been some changes over the years, right? I wish I I should have made a list. Toffos, they became something else. I love um, Toffos, man. Toffos. You used to get two different. You used to get the, just a regular toffee and then the flavoured toffee pack. Yeah, the ones with banana. It's the only banana, yeah. oh, it's the only the banana, banana one. enhanced Strawberry. product that I actually liked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very good. Well, uh, they weren't necessarily overly festive, but uh, we've had some good snacks there. So now I think we probably need to talk about a movie. And the movie is Elf. Let's run the trailer. One Christmas Eve, Santa Claus got an unexpected gift. What in the name of Sam Hill? Thirty years later... Let's recite the code of the elves, shall we? Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Buddy's discovering who he really is. You're not an elf. Now, he's taking a journey to find the family he's never known. And nothing's going to stop him. Sorry! I think someone sent you a Christmas gram. Dad! We should call security. Good idea. I like to whisper, too. This holiday season, he cannot stay here. can't just throw him out in the snow. He loves the snow. He's told me 15 times. Get ready. I thought maybe we could make gingerbread houses and maybe even hold hands. For a tall tale... How are we going to get the star on top? ...of elfish proportions. I got it. Will Ferrell. Okay, people, Santa's coming to Santa! Oh, my God! I know him. I know him. Elf. Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color for this town? But, of course... We always do things uh, asked backwards here because we shouldn't have run that trailer yet because before we get to talking about the movie, we talk about this year in numbers. Now, Elf was from uh, the year 2003. Now, I'm going to ask you two questions, uh, three questions, four, no, four questions. Wow. Did Elf feature in the top 100 worldwide box office movies of 2003? If so, what number? I think it did. And I think it probably featured around about, I'm going to go straight down the middle and go 50. You are incorrect. 20, the 20th best. Oh man, uh, I think you said 25 as well. Now, it 
uh, sometimes when it's really low, low down the rankings, these movies, it's difficult for me to quiz you on what it was just above and just below. But I think I'm going to go for this one. So in 19th place, that just pipped out Elf in the box office. Uh, this movie is the third in the franchise. I don't know if there were three, in, if it was a trilogy or there were more, but it's the third one. Lord of the Rings? Um, no, Cindy must investigate mysterious crop circles and videotapes and help the president in preventing an alien invasion. Men in Black? No. Cindy? Yep, yeah, it's a parody. It's a horror parody. Oh, is it a scary movie? It is scary movie three, three. Yes, I've never uh, watched and, any of those. Okay, the movie it beat in twenty first place. Now I think you're going to like this movie. I've seen it once, didn't see it at the cinema, but I've seen it once, and I did quite enjoy it. I don't know if I had the stomach to watch it just again because I think it's going to be very long. Uh, okay, so it's it's how do I? It's set during the Napoleonic Wars. Okay. A brash British captain pushes his ship and crew to their limits. Oh, Master and Commander. Yes, and the subtitle for that? Uh, Dark Side of the World. Ooh, The Far Side, far of, the side world. of the World. Very good, very good. Uh, lead actor in that? Uh, lead actor is Russell Crowe, and then I yes. think Paul Bettany plays the, uh, like... Um, the Doctor Dude. Zoologist Doctor Dude, yep. yeah. Okay, and we're going to round this off with... The top five, I don't think we've done 2003 before, so let's have the top five movies of this year. Um, at 484 million grossed worldwide. At number five, it's a comedy starring Jim Carrey. Liar, liar. Nope. Uh, there was a there's... sequel, but I'm not sure if he was in the sequel. Oh, Cable Guy. I have not seen either of them, no. There was so a sequel. I could, I could be, I could uh, be oh, making um, up. Yes, I know. It's um, it's the it's the God one. Um, yep. Uh, Steve Carell was in the follow up. Okay. Uh, oh, Morgan Freeman plays God. Right. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston plays All Jim right, Carrey's yeah, girlfriend. Yeah. He's a weatherman. Uh, first title. It's a two word title. The first is a name. First is a man's first name. Yeah, I can't. I can't help so you. I've got with, Ace so Ventura, with, but it's not that. Begins with B. First name begins with B. B R. Yeah, Brett. B R U. I don't know. Go for it. Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Yes, and the yeah. second one was called Evan Almighty. Okay, fine. In at number four, six hundred and fifty-four million. This is possibly the third or fourth in the franchise. Uh, I think they gradually got worse. Big budget movies. Big. I think they're Disney. Are they Disney? They might not even be Disney. They might have made that up. Um, Jurassic Jurassic Park. No, but they are set on the sea. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Do you want to uh, was it on Stranger Tides? No. This might be the third one then. This might even be the second one. Curse uh, of the Black Pearl. Okay. okay. Uh, at number three, this is another part of a trilogy. I don't know if this is the second or third one. I've only seen them once. It's... The first one came out in 1999, sci-fi to much critical acclaim. Um, oh, uh, Matrix. Yes. And uh, and it's Revolutions. Is that the third one, Revolutions? I'm oh, not no sure. Idea. Well, it's not that one. Uh, reloaded. Um, I don't reloaded. know. Reloaded. Matrix Reloaded. Number two, it's an animated movie, $871 million. It's Pixar. Toy Story. Nope, someone's lost. Uh, something is lost, I should say. Not someone. Well, someone. Pixar. Something's lost. Yeah. It's all about finding. Nemo. Yeah. Uh, and a number one, one point one billion. This is the third part of a trilogy. Um, I think it scooped pretty much all the Oscars that year. Lord of the Rings. Yes. And uh, so, if it's the last one, it'll be. Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers. I don't know. What's the third one? The Return of the King. Return of the King. Yep. There's only one return. It's of the Jedi. That's uh, from Clerks 2. Um, interestingly here, I'm not going to quiz you on it, but number seven, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. What are you talking about? Um, is that is that the one with... Uh, that's the female Terminator. The female. Yeah. 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 How did that... Charlie's Angels at number 12. I think that, I think that Terminator has... Um, What's her name from uh, Game of Thrones? Daenerys. 
what's the name? And they end yes, up it in does. a it does, end up yeah. in a she's, bunker, right? She's Sarah Connor, I think. Yeah. yeah, you're right. She's Sarah Connor. Um, there you go. That was uh, some quick numbers for the year 2003. Now let's talk about Elf. Now we, you had never seen this before. I had seen it once ages ago. I think we both gave it seven out of 13 as a pre-movie watch. Let's see if our scores went up, down or stayed the same. Uh, did you go in with preconceptions and did they change having seen it? I did go in with preconceptions. I had avoided watching this film because um, when it comes to Will Ferrell, I find him a little bit, uh, movie by movie, I find him a bit Marmite. I either love him or I hate him. I'm not really into shouty Will Ferrell. Uh, right. And the clips I'd seen of this going into it were basically all of him yelling, yelling Santa or, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, and so I'd avoided it. And uh, that was my preconception that I wasn't going to enjoy it because Will Ferrell was going to shout a lot. And right. it changed my mind. I have to be honest. Yes, I am in a similar boat to you. I am, everyone who knows me, I am quite contrarian. If someone likes something a lot, I seem to take the opposite view. And because this movie is so popular, and like you, I just shouted Will Ferrell. But throughout it, I was actually smiling, and I had a real good time watching this movie. I was I was really pleasantly surprised about how much I liked it. Uh, yeah, same goes for me. I actually, you know, I'm I'm big into my warm and fuzzies and I do like my seasonal movies. But there yeah. was something about this film that just made me feel nice. You yeah. know, it wasn't yep. offensive in any way. It wasn't long. Opening Gambit tells you yep. it's a PG movie. And yep. the, the little uh, acronym at the beginning was AC and MV, which is adult content and mild violence. And okay. I was like, oh, this this could be good. But it also told me it was only 96 minutes long. Yeah, love it. And that you say the woman fuzzy, that ending's really nice. It, that is a really good warm and fuzzy ending with them singing in Central Park and all that sort of stuff. And it's it didn't feel overly schmaltzy because it's got that that comedy Will Ferrell kind of a little bit slapsticky element to it. It didn't feel, you know, that they were telling a serious drama story with a schmaltzy ending. It was actually a nice schmaltzy ending, I thought. I, th I thought that was good. Um, I do like that beginning bit where you see Buddy and for those who, you know, who don't know, he's a human baby that gets stranded at the North Pole and ends up growing up um, with the other elves. And I like that bit, the montage, where he doesn't fit in anything. He doesn't fit in the shower. He doesn't fit in his bed. Um, he's clearly oversized, but he never really complains about it, or it just turns everyone turns a blind eye to it almost, which is I thought was quite funny. Yes, when they he because he's uh, obviously way bigger than all the other elves. He's incompetent at doing the little fiddly finger things. And <laughs> yeah. He falls behind on his Etch-A-Sketches productivity. That's right. Doesn't he do 85 and he's only 915 behind schedule? And so he he has a moment where he feels really useless and all the other elves try to big him up and say, but you can change the batteries in a smoke alarm. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just say it? I'm the worst toy maker in the world. I'm a cotton-headed ninny muggins. <gasps> no, buddy, you're not a cottonhead in any muggins. We all just have different talents, that's all. Seems like everyone else has the same talents except for me. You you have you have lots of talents. Uh special talents, in fact. Like um uh special talents? You changed batteries in the smoke detector? Uh -huh. You sure did. Triple A's. And in six months, you'll have to check them again. Won't mm -hmm. And you're the only baritone in the elf choir. <laughs> you bring us down a whole octave. In a good way. And what I liked was the, the jokes weren't too ridiculous. You know, even yeah. the bit where he tried to give a raccoon a hug, that yeah. wasn't too ridiculous. It was just funny, and then they moved on to the next spot. Next yeah, part. when he's kind of walking away, you know, he's going through his travels when he's leaving home to go to New York because he finds out that he was adopted. Um, he has a chat with Leon the Snowman, which is quite funny. Not an elf. Of course you're not. You're six foot three and had a beard since you were 15. Papa says my real father lives in a magical place far away. I don't know what to do. At least you have it, Daddy. I was just rolled up one day and left out here in the cold. Uh, there's a narwhal pops up through a, for an, in, in the ice, icebergs through a hole and stuff like that. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. And then lots of actual 
montages in this which I really liked um, there's one where he's you know walking he gets to New York and he's walking through New York and he goes in uh, congratulations on the best cup of coffee ever that was and, you know, fantastic just, yeah. absolutely fantastic <laughs> he walks past the store has a sign in the window that says world's best coffee yeah and he goes in and congratulates them yeah <laughs> there's someone giving out flyers or something isn't there at one bit um, yeah two people outside the store giving out flyers <laughs> different flyers and he just keeps taking the flyers yeah. but here's yeah. an interesting thing that i learned from watching the netflix episode about elf the movie oh right okay is that during i don't know about the flyer guys but during that montage when he's walking through the streets their budgets are so low their budget was so low they didn't use extras those are real people right. and the bit where he walks up to the remember there's a guy in a red suit with headphones on and he walks up and says, Santa, and then goes, never mind. Yeah. That was just an everyday New Yorker. Didn't even know that that was going to happen. Right. And the opening shot of the movie that they filmed, which they kept uh, playing on, which I thought was great, was they went down to the Lincoln Tunnel. They didn't close the tunnel because they didn't have any money for that. And he literally just walked into the Lincoln Tunnel with the real traffic going past right. before, he, before he then walked out. So um, fabulous start. Uh, really set up the movie for what it was going to be. And, you know, directed by John Favreau. Yep. He's turning out to be something of a director, that man. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's in it. He's the doctor as well, isn't he? So, um, yep. Yeah, he's he's got a good eye for, for moving. moving. The, the pace of the movie was fantastic, I thought. Uh, lots and lots of jokes in there, but no scene was kind of overplayed too long. It was, and everything felt like, it was relevant. There was, wasn't too much padding in this. Um, I do like the bit where he goes to, he gets a job in the shopping mall as an elf and uh, he won't stop smiling. And the guy's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm smiling. It's my favourite thing. And he goes, well, make work your favourite thing now. Wow. What's this? This is the North Pole. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Where's the snow? Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite, okay? Okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's Cedric the Entertainer. Is that Cedric the Entertainer? Maybe I don't not. think it was. I thought that as myself for a second, but I don't think that was Cedric the Entertainer, no. Uh, interesting uh, fact about that that person. I'll look up who that was. But he was wearing yeah. a badge that said Wanda because originally they wanted a woman to be cast in that role. Ah. And so they didn't bother changing his name tag. So if you look at it, his name tag says Wanda. <laughs> but also what was good about it, 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 they didn't make him out to be completely useless. No, nope. he wasn't. He wasn't a complete failure. Like when he was in that store overnight, and he took the time to decorate yeah. it and build a Lego version of New York and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, or the snowball fight where his um, stepbrother is um, caught by some bullies in the park, and he basically says, "Make some snowballs," and he obviously makes about fifty in ten seconds. And then he absolutely drills them all with his machine gun arm, and then there's some guy getting away. And he's like snowball, and he does a John Elway deep bomb and knocks this kid out fantastic uh the um the store guy in charge is phase on love That's okay name. don't know don't know who that is but he, he um, was actually he didn't have much to do but his, his facial managers were very good yeah casting fantastic you know you got uh will ferrell you got ed asner as um santa his yep. his human father is played by james khan oh he's brilliant you know and you you, you honestly you just can't you can't imagine what it's like seeing James Khan. For those of you who don't know him, that's Sonny from The Godfather. Yeah, yeah. You know, playing yeah. a kind of comedic role, and uh, then you've got Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones. Oh, that seems amazing! <laughs> Call me Elf one more time. Yep. I didn't know you had elves working here. Oh. Boy, you're you're hilarious, my friend. He doesn't uh, get get back to the story, please. <clears throat> so, on the cover above the title... Does Santa know that you left the workshop? You know, we're all laughing our heads off. Did you have to borrow a reindeer to get down here? Buddy, go back to the base. Hey, Jackweed, I get more action in a week than you've had your entire life. I've got houses in L.A., Paris, and Vail. Oh. Each one of them with a 70-inch plasma screen. So I suggest you wipe that stupid smile off your face before I come over there and smack it off! You feeling strong, my friend? Call me Elf one more time. He's an angry elf. 
That's um, brilliant. That was brilliant when he ran down the table and yeah. and uh, Will Ferrell said, "Look at you," as if he was talking to a little he's baby. He just got his just... arms out, waiting to hug him. Yeah, <laughs> he's an angry elf. Yeah, very good, very good. The uh, the interaction with Santa when he sees Santa in a store. Of course, a store Santa isn't the real Santa, but yeah. Buddy Elf knows who the real Santa is, and so yeah. he pulls his beard off and says to him, "You sit on a throne of lies." There, another really good bit is at the end when Santa crashes in Central Park and they rope off Central Park and the news crew is there trying to get footage. Oh, there's a, yeah, They have footage of this man dressed in a strange costume like walking through Central Park. But he walks exactly like that age-old yeah. footage of Bigfoot. That famous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really cool. There's a real strange bit. I thought it was funny. There's a there's a the 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 lady reporter is interviewing someone who's seen something, and the guy is just constantly hitting on her. I didn't uh, get that. I, I don't. Know. Did you not get that? No. I, I mean, it, I was, didn't... it felt very out. That was one bit that felt out of place. It's like why have they put this in here? I actually found that bit really funny, but I don't think it actually fit in the movie because he's like. Oh, your eyes look beautiful. It's the way you're seeing it. Oh, I just love, I love the, you know, I saw someone over there and when you're talking, it's so beautiful. I don't know. It, for me, I found it funny, but it, I don't think it fit in the movie. No, I did wonder whether or not, you know, around that time, if there was a, if there was a similar real life incident and maybe they were copying that. I don't know. Right. Okay. Yeah, I also, you know, the bit with the um, Central Park Rangers. Ah, oh, amazing. Right. They line uh, up like the four horsemen of the apocalypse yeah. on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And the reporter goes, um, they're notorious. There was an incident at a Simon and Garfunkel concert in 1985 and they're still under investigation. Absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, and, you know, you really think about that 96 minutes. Yeah. That's an hour and a half. Jam but for packed. me, it really flew by. Yeah, yeah. That's the, a movie I will happily watch again. You know, if you said, let's watch uh, Elf again, you know, in two or three weeks time, I could probably happily sit and watch it again, I think. Yeah. Um, um, good time. And if yeah. you do watch this movie, once you've watched it, then go on Netflix and watch the right. episode of Movies That Made Us because you'll hear a lot of really good stories about, for instance, how they filmed the bits that made Buddy look bigger than the other elves. You know, oh, they, yeah, I never even thought about that. They, they used a process where they set the camera at a weird angle and actually sit him further forward so as he looks okay. a lot bigger. And it was really it, tricky the way they did right. it. Uh, and the set design and the stories about who was supposed to play this person and that person and the fact that they didn't want Will Ferrell in the role because right. he'd he'd only done one movie. I think it was A Night at the Roxbury at that point. Okay, didn't know that. So well worth checking out the Netflix series Movies That Made Us and watch the yeah, Elf episode. I'm going to watch, I'm gonna watch that tonight. Um, and also, they they also able to shoehorn in, not really shoehorn, but because it fits in, the, the romance between Will Ferrell and I've forgotten the character's name. But the um, uh, her name in was uh, what Zoe Dashanel yeah, is the actress. I can't think what her character's name is. But anyway, they they managed to fit in you know a, a kind of oddball romance between them two. And again, like you said, ninety six minutes. But there's no flab on this movie at all. It's it's it gets a lot done in that short period of time. And even that worked out well. And at the end, they go up to visit his adopted dad in the North Pole, and she's dressed up in an elf costume as well. <laughs> Uh, Jovi was her character's name. Jovi, okay, right. Jovi, um, yeah, and again, great finish to the movie when his, um, I guess we call him his elf father, played by Puppet Elf, played by Bob Newhart. Yeah, um, says come here and puts his arms out because he wants to hold the new baby, and <laughs> Will Ferrell goes and sits on his lap, <laughs> and you see his leg twitching under yep. the rocking chair under the weight. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, and also there's there's other themes in there as well, which is kind of just coming to me now, but it's obvious at the time because James Kahn's kind of in that Scrooge role, you know, and the hard guy and he doesn't want to believe that he's got this giant man who's pretending to be an elf as a long lost son. But then he's in that meeting and he gets that that Scrooge moment where his boss is shouting to him and he's like, no, stick your job. I'm going out to, you know, save my, my son. And he, the light bulb comes on for him. So there's, there's other themes in there as well. And very clever, very, very good movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, the thing is that when you think about Christmas movies, they normally sort of heavy hand those things. And you're right. He was a bit Scrooge. Like there was a bit where I think his son said all he cared about was money Yep. Um, and he, you know, to display that, he printed a book with two pages missing. 
<laughs> because yeah. he couldn't be bothered to pay for it to be recalled and he's like kids won't even notice that yeah. the story doesn't make sense yeah. um yeah. and then you've got you know the theme of the fact that uh buddy's story was true he was from the north pole he was raised by elf but in modern society everybody thought he was absolutely bonkers and mad yeah because he was so happy <laughs> yeah and just liked to smile people don't like people don't like happiness in this world i tell you no no. Um, so, so for anyway, me, what, yeah, go on. What you? I was going to say, what are you coming in with? What's your what's your score now for this out of a baker's dozen? Well, you know, I tell you, people, I think this might be my highest ranked movie of all the ones we've watched. Okay, that's interesting. Love that. I'm going from a. I think I gave it a seven. You said right. Yes, correct. Yes. I'm going to change that to a whopping ten point five. Whoa, big boys! I like that. I like that. I thoroughly um, enjoyed this movie, and I would, like Chief said, I would watch it again happily and now when it's on at Christmas I'm not going to avoid it because I'm worried that Will Ferrell's going to shout I'm going to happily watch it because I think it's a great movie and a great Christmas movie yeah and also his shouty bits were actually quite good yeah Um, and they made sense and by the way it's the funniest you'll ever see anybody get hit by a taxi in New York and that happened to me when I lived in New York too (laughs) did it yeah just slumped over the bonnet and slid to the ground and then apologized beautiful beautiful yeah your previous highest was stir of echoes which pre-watch was 11 and you downgraded to a 10 so you've gone in 10.5 i think i uh shall i go 10 i'll tell you what christmas spirit i'll go with booker t 10.5 oh that's great yeah fantastic fantastic um i did play around with the notion of giving it 12 out of 13 because it's the 12 days of christmas but you know you've got to save that sort of thing for raids of the lost ark you can't just throw it at elf just there you go there you go um now uh, for next week, I believe we spoke offline. You've actually got a quiz for the chief, which we'll come to in a second. But for next week, or ne- maybe let's not say next week, next episode, I'm going to give you three choices, and you're going to pick one of these. You've got to give me some years. Give me some between 1990 and 2006, and I've got some movies written down. So just give me a year. I want to go. Uh, I want to go 2006. 2006. Uh, so you get two movies I've got listed, and you get another year as well. So from this year, you get the choice of either The Prestige. And by the or, way, it can't be 2006 because there's no letters in it. It can be 2006. All right, fine, fine. Is O not a letter? I guess it's not zero. 2006. Yeah, O is not a number. O is a letter. Right. <laughs> can't say anything around here. Right, The Prestige or The Departed. Oh, and then you get movies. a third year. Okay, well, that year took up two of your choices. So give me okay, another year. Okay, so we're going... Can I pick any year between 99 and 2006? Between 1990. I've got one at 1990, and then I've got from 1997. Oh, I'm going to go with the 1990 movie. And that is Miller's Crossing, which is the first Coen Brothers movie. Ooh. Now, I have seen Miller's Crossing once, probably 20 years ago. I haven't seen The Departed or The Prestige for 10 years. I haven't, and you know, it's a shame that you offered The Prestige, because I really want to re-watch the other one. Ah, The Illusionist. The Illusionist with uh, Ed Norton. All right, well, let's do, maybe we do them back to back. Maybe we do Prestige and then we do The Illusionist, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with The Departed, because The Prestige is uh, a little bit depressing, I think. Okay, fine. So we're going with The Departed, 2006. Again, I saw, I saw this at cinema, so I actually haven't seen this for 16 years, 15 years, yeah. And you've seen this one? Uh, I have seen it. I think I saw it when it first came out on uh, DVD or streaming services. Right. Haven't okay. seen it since. I've heard some stories about it. Yep. Uh, obviously, Jack Nicholson's in it, Mark Wahlberg, yep. uh, Matt Damon. I think uh, Ray Ray Winston's in there too. Um, uh, this is a this is actually a remake of a Korean movie called Infernal Affairs. Uh, they Americanized it up. I have not seen that original one, but we're going to be talking about The Departed here. So let's put some pre-movie ratings down. What are you going to give it? I'm going to go in with a solid nine. Nine. Chief's coming in with an eight. So we'll see how that shakes out. Now, you've got some quizzes for the Chief. Let's see what you got. Okay, so uh, with the idea that Christmas is just around the corner... Um, and I'm a cheapskate. Some of my friends have asked for two gifts. And what I want to do is roll it together and give them one gift instead. Okay. So I'm going to give you two movie characters. You'll have to think about in your own mind who played those characters. 
right. and then link them together in a single solid movie that I can give as a gift instead. Okay, understood, I think. So so the first one, uh, this person asked me if I could send them a copy of The Equalizer and also a copy of Inspector Gadget. Okay, The Equalizer, that was Edward Woodward no, the TV show. No, that's the TV. I think, We're talking, yep. I think it was Denzel Washington and Inspector Gadget was Matthew Broderick in that role. So is there a movie with those two in it together? Denzel and Broderick. Now, is it? Ah, great movie. We should definitely rewatch this one. Uh, <laughs> this movie is from 1990, I believe, or 1989. One of those two. Very much underrated Civil War movie. It's called Glory. Is the right answer. Great movie. 1989. 1989, okay. Okay, next one. My friend wanted a copy of a movie that contained Doc Holliday. Okay. And a movie that contained the character Ethan Hunt. Okay, Doc Holliday, that is going to be one of two, I think, either Tombstone or Wyatt Earp. And Ethan Hunt, I believe, is Tom Cruise's character in Mission Impossible. So uh, let's think of Tom Cruise. And then either Val Kilmer or Dennis Quaid. One of those two with the cruiser. <sighs> ah, of course. I believe this was 1986's Top Gun. Is the right answer. Yes. yes. Well, you're doing really well at this. Thank you. I, when we did the quiz last time, I thought it was just a little bit too easy with your Star Wars questions. That's, right, why, I ramped okay. it. That's why I ramped it up. Okay, so yeah, next okay. up. Superman. Um, the most recent Superman. Not, okay. Not Christopher Reeve, the most recent right. one. And uh, Star Trek's Scotty. Okay, Superman the Man of Steel was Henry Cavill. Um, who I like, generally... Uh, as an actor I thought he was good as Clark Kent and Star Trek's Scotty I do not know who that is as in I know the character Scotty ah wait a minute I was thinking of course I was thinking the TV show uh, movie Scotty that is the peg Simon Pegg so let's say Simon Pegg and Cavill together in a movie is it an animated movie it is not uh, um, it is a movie from 2018 2018. Um, is it the one where Cavill's playing a spy? Um, not Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Um, it's a franchise. I think we're now franchise. up to the seventh movie. Wow. This one was filmed. Ah, okay, in fine, fine. So it is Mission Impossible, and it is Mission Impossible. Uh, Rogue Nation? Nope. nope. Uh, don't, what happens, I don't know this. What happens after a nuclear explosion? Holocaust, devastation, death. Fallout. Fallout, okay. Fallout. Okay. My friend wanted a gift. They wanted to see a movie that contained Sabretooth. Yes. And the current... James Bond. Okay. Are these all different friends, or is this the same person who's giving you cryptic messages rather than just telling you what they wanted? Well, without wishing to, you know, look behind the curtain in the land of Oz, that's all made up. This is just a quiz to get you to get to the right answer. Okay, yeah. I thought you'd play along with the gag there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have um, this many this many problematic friends. Okay. So, Sabretooth, I'm going to guess that means the X-Men villain Sabretooth. Uh, and the current James Bond, do we say, I guess we say Daniel Craig, even though that was his last one. So, Daniel Craig. We and... do, but it's the Sabretooth from ah, the Wolverine. Ah, yes, the I know, I know, I got it. That is, I think I'm going to get you, you thought you'd trap me with this one, but Chief's coming in hot. I think that is, I don't know, Can't. I think it's Leif Schreiber. And I think the movie is Cowboys and Aliens. Uh, is not the right answer. Ah, 
Okay, I think they are in a movie together, though. They right. are. It's 2008, and it's a war movie. And is it Leif Schreiber? It is Leif Schreiber and Daniel Craig. And the what are the chances ba- that are they in Cowboys and Aliens together? Maybe they're not. No, I, I don't, don't actually know. It's not. It's not him. It's someone else. Uh, it's not Leif Schreiber and Cowboys and Aliens. Um, 2008 war movie. Yeah. Uh, I am not familiar with Craig being in any Jewish brothers in Nazi-occupied Eastern Europe escape into the Belarusian forests. Ah, yes, 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 I do know this one. Um, ah, Bastard, what's it called? Um, How many words in the title? One word. Ah, don't help me. What's it begin with? Uh, So you you have a a child, um, and if you... If you ask that child to do something and they don't, yeah, there's trouble. This this could be what they are doing. They are they are being awkward or obstinate. Um, uh, they are showing showing begins showing with the letter D. Dissent, deception, de, uh, <laughs> disenfranchisement. Um, <laughs> uh, you disenfranchise your child. Uh, you have to tell me. Okay, so we'll break it down into. I'll give you a clue. If it's not <laughs> offense, it's defense. Right. So that's the first part of this word. Okay. De- defense. Well, the first three letters Def- of this word. Def. Defectors. Nope. Uh, Defenestration. Okay. So before you make somebody your bride, what are yep. they first when you get engaged? They're. Uh, They're. Um, um, I don't know what are they. Uh, they are. You know, this is my. Uh, we're not. We're engaged to get married. This is my partner, girlfriend, no. fiance, uh, fiance, fiance. Yep. Uh, so put those two words together. Defiance. There you go. Okay. Wow. I didn't even know it was called that, so I would never got that. But I do okay. know the movie you mean. I believe there's some bad accents in that one. There is. This is going to really tickle your fancy. You're going to like this one. Right, fine. Doc Ock. Yep. Dr. Otto Octavius. Yep. And Rick Deckard. Okay. Doc Ock. Uh, I'm going with Alfred Molina. Um, Rick Deckard is Blade Runner Harrison Ford. These two are in a movie together, which is Raiders of the Lost Ark. He is, Molina plays the guy, the guide at the beginning, who betrays Jones and, you throw me the idol, I throw you the whip. And he throws him the idol. Adios, and he says, no, you throw me the whip. Adios, senor. And then he finds him later, spiked through the head. That is right. exactly the movie reference and quotas that I was looking for. Okay, I was waiting for you to tell me wrong. <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, okay, so we now get into what I would call the harder section. Jeepers. Yep. So, Snake Pliskin. Yes. And one Mace, of my favourites, yeah. Mace Windu. Okay, one of my favourites. So that is Kurt Russell. Everyone should go out and watch some John Carpenter this holiday season. I suggest Big Trouble in Little China, The Thing, and um, Escape from New York as the top three. And Mace Windu is your man Samuel L. Jackson. And Kurt Russell. It's going to be a Quentin Tarantino movie, I guess. It is correct. And so I'm going to go with the one where he's a stunt driver. I think it's called Death Proof. Incorrect. Okay. It's the uh, Western. Uh, it is Django. It is not Django. The Western? Yep. Oh! That's a, actually, that's a good movie. I think it I've is. seen it once. I really enjoyed it, but... So, and I've forgotten most of it, so I'm actually going to give that another watch. Is The Hateful Eight? Is the right answer. Is it good? Have you seen it? I have. I, I, I liked it. Um, it's a really good premise. It's one of those kind... Almost reminds me of a sort of... Um, if Quentin Tarantino was going to do an Agatha Christie movie. Right. You you don't yeah. know who the bad person is and who the good person is, yeah. and there's lots of shenanigans goings on and all I that I suspect sort of if you've got a good memory, it's not going to be as good on rewatches. No, I can't remember anything about it other than no. uh, people getting poisoned. That's all I can remember. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, I've, I've forgotten that, so spoilers. Um, okay, good. Next, one. next up is Wolverine yep. and Vincent Vega. So we'll go with Hugh Jackman, Vincent Vega. 
Vincent Vega. Is that, I think that's Johnny T from Pulp Fiction, not Travolta. Correct. Travolta and I forgot who the first one was. What was the first one? God, that's Wolverine. how bad my memory is. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine. Well, oh, Hugh Jackman and uh, John Travolta. Okay. That movie is called Swordfish. Oh, man. Look at you. Straight in. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Halle Berry. He's like a computer nerd, isn't he? And Travolta's some sort of weird techno criminal. Correct. With a really weird little under his lip, one line beard. Yeah. There you go. Oof. Two, 2001. Yeah. Uh, I'll save that one till the end because I quite like that as a finisher. But here we go. Okay. Ming. You got two more. Uh, actually, yep. three more. Ming the Merciless. Yes. And Pete Mitchell Maverick. Okay, so Ming the Merciless, I'm going to go with Max von Sydow from 1982's Flash Gordon. And uh, Maverick, Pete Mitchell, is it Pete Mitchell? That is the Cruiser again from Top Gun. Cruiser and von Sydow. This is a serious movie. Uh, it's not a comedy. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's like a drama movie, I'm saying. Um, um, I guess. Or an action. I'm saying it's an action drama. Are you fishing? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Uh, right, so, Von Sydow... 2002. Is it's not The Firm, I don't think. No. It is... It is... Let me give you a clue. Yes, please. It's a sci-fi movie. It is a sci-fi movie from O2. Yeah. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Now, I thought I liked this movie. I rewatched it. I was going to say recently, but it was probably five, six years ago. And I found out that I didn't particularly like it, and it is Minority Report. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Perhaps, I think, the hardest one in here is the one before last, your penultimate. Go on, then. The... I say original, I think I'm not going back to the 40s, I'm talking about the first actual big production, Spider-Man. Okay. And The Dude. So we've got Tobey Maguire, and we've got uh, my man um, Jeff Lebowski, which is... Um, oh, well, you um, said his name, and then you said his character name. Did I? No, yeah. he's Jeffrey Lebowski, it's Jeff Bridges. Yep. Yep, yep. Bridges... And Maguire. This is a toughy chief dog. We're, we're in a movie together. I can see them now. They're driving in a car. No. They're not driving. They oh, in I meant a car. They're not driving in a car. It's 2003. I'll give you a. Bridges. I'll give you a. Do sound you think effect. I've seen this movie? I'll give you a sound effect. You've seen all movies. 2003, you were watching 300 movies a day. I was watching 300 Ready? movies, yeah. Now, who did that? Ah, oh, that's a horse. Ah, ha, ha, ha. yeah, sea biscuit. Sea biscuit is the right answer. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Okay, we got that without a clue. I don't know. And here is a uh, good horse impression. Here is my my favourite one. This is this is for you. Okay. My friend wanted uh, me to give them a movie that featured Princess Leia. Okay, yep. And then oh, they wait, wanted. Can I stop there? Can I stop there and try and guess that? Gary if you Fisher. want. Is it Postcards from the Edge? No. Okay. Right, and then they wanted me to give them a movie that featured Dr. Raymond Stans. One of the greatest movies of all time uh, in the top five. That is Ghostbusters. And that is Dan Aykroyd. Um, Dan Aykroyd and Carrie Fisher in a movie together. It's a comedy movie. It is. I've got to say it's probably one of the biggest movies of all time. One of the biggest movies of all time. I think you're you're having a laugh there, are you? Is that a gag? Well, biggest movies of the eighties. Comedy from the eighties with Carrie Fisher and Aykroyd. Oh man, um, biggest. She's not in trading places. Um, she is. I'm very surprised. You're very surprised. What? I haven't guessed it already. Correct. And any clue is going to give it away, I guess. 
Um, Why can't I think of really famous Aykroyd comedies from the 80s? It was from exactly 1980. Uh, an early... What? If I give you any one of yeah. the other people in it, yeah. you'll name it straight away. Well, I can't. We can't be here all day. You're gonna to have to give me someone. Give me the okay. most obscure of the others. Cab Calloway. Cab Calloway. James Brown. Oh. Shaka Khan. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dispute that it's one of the biggest movies of the '80s. <laughs> I, I think it's. <laughs> no, that's a genuine, not, not, a, not a, uh, you know to try and get me out of trouble but I honestly don't think um, we're going to look up where it is in the top in 1980 uh, or in the 80s in general but um, I don't think a lot of people would have even heard of this movie it's the Blues Brothers yeah and here's the thing if you're going to claim that the reason you didn't get it is because I said it's one of the biggest movies of the 80s I'm going to call a flag on the Um I've never seen it what? I've never seen it no oh my word should we put let's put that on the list that's that's she, the next one she plays you know the she plays the mystery woman she, that's that's her character name she's called mystery woman and she just keeps appearing every now and again with a machine gun right okay yeah put that on uh, the list put that on the list uh have you seen it in the last you know five to ten years no okay fine fine so that'll be a legitimate choice for somewhere i'm actually on box office mojo i'm looking up um blues brothers for 1980 oh, i was number 10 it was number 10 in the in 1980 but in the 80s overall anyway that's a discussion for another time um listen i've had a lot of fun this week booker t probably one of my favorite episodes uh, i hope the listeners had fun i hope you had fun uh, i will be speaking to booker t in person in a couple of weeks time oh just hold on a second there booker t someone's at the door someone's at the door all right posty how you doing yeah i'll take that package off here cheers one for the missus one for the kid thank you very much what's that you got you got another audition Ah, oh, you've you got a good monologue for me. Well, I listen, Posty, I am only here to be a sounding board for you, my friend. So uh, take it away, please. Japanese submarine slammed two torpedoes into her side, Chief. We was coming back from the island of Tinian Delay. We just delivered the bomb. The Hiroshima bomb. 1,100 men went into the water. Vessel went down in 12 minutes. At noon oh. on the fifth day, a Lockheed Ventura swinging low, and he spotted us. A young pilot, a lot younger than Mr. Hooper here. Anyway, he spotted us, and a few hours later, a big old fat PBY came down and started to pick us up. You know, that was the time I was most frightened. Waiting for my turn. I'll never put on a life jacket again. So, 1,100 men went into the water... 316 men came out. The sharks took the rest. June the 29th, 1945. <laughs> uh, top work, Posty. Top work. You sound a little bit like you're from the West Country there towards the end. Um, but that's fantastic. Uh, I, I think you're going for uh, Quint from one of the greatest movies of all time, Jaws, uh, Robert Shaw. But um, I'll, I'll go and uh, see if Booker T was listening and see what he thought. But um, thanks, Posty. I'll see, I'll see you again next time. Hey, did you hear the hear the postman there? I did hear the postman. It sounded uh, very much like as though it was the meeting of two movies, especially in line with our quiz. It was like Jaws meets the Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I I, um, I admire the postie's ability to make it through that without um, laughing. So uh, I will pass on that. There's that commendation and remarks to the postie, so well done for that. But I think it was uh, Robert Shaw as Quint in Jaws. I think so too. Yes, yes, very good. Um, listen, we are out of time here on Gone with the Rewind. We will catch you down the road. And uh, what do we say now? We're all well, out I'd of just time. Like, I just want to say one more thing. I'd just like well, to say that this episode is unique in so much as we both agreed on the film. It's first time ever. Yeah, yeah. Wow, coincidence. Well, that's good. So uh, what we do is you say goodbye and then I yep. say something and then I do this. Yeah, but what's the line that leads you to clap the board? Well, I know my line. You just have to know your line. Okay, fine. 
so your line can be unique, which it normally is because it's something new every time we do this. Okay, fine, fine. So we've been gone with the rewind, and now it's time to rewind. We've been gone with the rewind. Now it's time for you to unwind. I'm DJ Booker T, and that is a wrap. I tell you what, I like your one better. Did you like that? Yeah. Spur of the moment. Don't forget, you can catch us in the usual places. Oh yeah, uh, get hip on, hop on onto the Instagram and the Twitter and all that jazz. Uh, I always say I'm going to post up pictures of all the food and stuff. Never do, never do. Going to do it this week though. Going to do it. We'll catch you down the road. And don't forget, we want a thousand subscribers, and you'll get the greatest A <laughs> and E story of all time. Yeah. <laughs> no all pressure. the best for the holiday season, people. Enjoy yourselves. Yeah. Take care, laters. Laters. Laters.